Hey everybody, what is up? Welcome to the Return of the Whiskey Sessions podcast. This is episode 47. Amet's here. I'm here with B Pimp. What's up, B Pimp? Living life. Living life to the fullest, I presume. Yes, and we're excited to record in person. Yes. So the Whiskey Sessions podcast is back. As you may have noticed, if you listen regularly, we've been off for about two and a half months, and now we're returning at the tail end of November getting ready for the holiday season. We want to make sure we're there for you as you are with your family during Christmas or whatever. And if you need to sneak away to listen to a podcast, go ahead and do it. And make sure it's whiskey sessions. Yes. But yeah, happy to be back. And we're in person. Um, I was gone for the last two and a half months. Uh, My wife Maggie and I, we traveled around Europe and Asia. Uh, But now we're back. We're in Chicago for the next uh, week or so. And then we're heading back to the Bay Area. But never fear, we'll be back recording whiskey sessions on our normal, uh, every other week basis. And we've got a good episode to return from our break. Return's a keyword. Return is the keyword because our top five for this episode, I guess, how would you say it? Like top five things that have return in the title? Yeah. Or, or any anything to do with returns. Exactly. If they've got if it's a video game, if it's a movie, a song, TV show, song that has return, um, that will be our top 5. So we'll be doing top 5 uh, return pieces of media, I guess you would there say. There you go. And I found this one to be a little bit tough because if it has return in the name, it's usually a sequel. Yeah. And a lot of sequels aren't great. But this is very true. Yes, we still managed to do it, and of course, we want to give a huge shout out to Flesk Brewing, where we just came from, and B-Pimp, why don't you tell the good listeners at home what you've been drinking? I I got some delicious beer, they're canning beer now, so I could bring it home um, without having to fill up a jug, so I got a Echo, or Eco, I don't know, it's E-K-O, it's an IPA, it's 7.7%. So you know you're getting your money's worth there. It's a good, solid, robust IPA. Very delicious. The can is cool. It's got, like, some cartoony, like, mechanical drawings on it. Mm -hmm. Very nifty-looking can. And, uh, as always, their beer is delicious. So if you're in the area, you got to go to Flesk in Barrington. You definitely do. Yeah. Barrington, Illinois, northwest suburbs of Chicago. Stop by Flesk. Tell them we sent you. Say hi to James O'Brien, who is the owner uh, with his brothers uh, at Flesk Brewing, and it's it's a great place to hang out. And now, of course, as B-Pimp just told you, you can take a four-pack of several different cans, but they, they've got, like... They've got at least, I think, four different beers. Yeah. Of their ten that are usually on tap, you can... Right. They can to, like, four of them, I think, so... So, yeah, go get Flesk. Uh, right now, I'm drinking Two Brothers. Now that I'm back in Chicago for... Uh, a limited time, I want to hit up all the Chicagoland breweries I can, so I've got some Two Brothers, I've got some Three Floyds, if you consider Munster, Indiana to be Chicagoland. It's that Northwest Indiana region. Yeah, you know, it's the same. But yeah, we're excited to be back, and the whiskey that we are drinking for today is not from Chicagoland, it's from nowhere near Chicagoland, it is from Japan, and B-Pimp wants to tell the good folks at home a little bit about it. It's EY. IWAI tradition Mars whiskey. So Mars is the distillery, I mm-hmm. assume, based on this. Um, it's forty percent alcohol by volume, eighty proof, 
It's a, apparently brewed in the EY tradition, which I'm not familiar with, but I, I hope it's delicious. Either. I think it will be. And imported into Sausalito, California. Oh, yes. Which is very close to where I live now uh, in the Bay Area. I wouldn't say very close, but close enough. We've gone there for dinner before. But what's great about doing the whiskey sessions in person for these next few episodes is that we both get to try the whiskey we're drinking, and we both get to decide, hey, is this whiskey good, meaning is it on the smooth train, or is the whiskey bad, and therefore going to get the boot? Right. And it could lead to some awkward decisions or disagreements. It could. We are both drinking this, and we don't necessarily have the same palate. Right. So here we go. This is EY. And cheers to the return of the whiskey sessions. Oh, yes. We're both drinking it on the rocks. That is very smooth. Not to give away my... I don't know if it'll be on the smooth train, but my first reaction is that it's extremely smooth. It is smooth. I will say I haven't had whiskey in a couple of weeks, so it's, um, actually it's probably been longer. I haven't had whiskey in a while, so my first taste is like, whoa. That's whiskey. That's whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) So it's got that going for it. It's very identifiable as whiskey. You know it's whiskey. Yeah, so that's uh, my first thought. Be pimp. Outside of it being smooth, what do you like, dislike about it? I really like the... I'm going to take another little. I'm trying... It reminds me of another whiskey that I drink, and I'm trying to think of which... It's got like that... It's not smoky like a scotch, Mm -hmm. but it has that like bite to it, is the best way I could describe it. It does. It tastes to me... I could be wrong or misremembering it. It tastes like a, a richer... Pendleton to me. Ooh. It's Canadian though. Right. Well, although I think it's also like, I think it's Canadian, but like made in Oregon or something. Oh, right, right, right. This is very good. Yeah, I like it. I, for my vote, I'm putting it on the smooth train. I'm co-signing that and putting it firmly in the diner's cabin of the smooth train. Excellent. So all aboard this EY, and that's I-W-A-I is on the smooth train. You should be able to find it. Um, I did here. It's good. It's really got a good, like, pleasant... I mean, we're mixing with ice, and there's a, maybe a little tiny bit of water in there to c- cut it a little bit, but not mm. too much. And it's just really a really pleasant taste. No, very pleasant. And I'm glad we are kicking off the return of the whiskey sessions with this smooth whiskey. It would be a damn shame if it was... Some Southern Comfort garbage. Yeah, with mixed with honey and more honey and crap. And syrup. Ugh, God. <laughs> Southern Comfort is terrible. Somebody <laughs> even try to convince me otherwise. Yeah, send us your emails defending Southern Comfort so we can make fun of you. Yeah, later. exactly. Um, okay, so we are happy to be back. We are talking about our top five. We're talking about uh, the top five media things, whatever you want to call them, that have return in the name. So if you have, you know, some, whether it's Aladdin 2, Return of Jafar, that you want to talk about and you think we missed, I'm going to go ahead and say already that's not on my list. It's just something <laughs> I... didn't I, even know that I, that was a thing. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it, but um, you know what I did see, though? I, I watched a movie earlier today. I saw the movie Widows. It was great, but it had about 20 minutes of previews. And one of them was, not only are they doing a... 
computer animated slash live action, whatever it is, version of Lion King, uh-huh. they are also doing one of Aladdin. Mm. And I think they're both coming out in the summer. I'm not into it. No. See, I saw the Beauty and the Beast one I did too, unfortunately. with Maggie, and I remember seeing the box office receipts on that one. Yeah. And it did really, really well. And I'm sure Disney thought, we're, we're just doing it with all the early to mid-90s Disney movies yeah. that came out. That generation, that's kind of those Disney movies that I grew up with, whether it's Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, and Lion King. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Fantasia from the early 50s. <laughs> Fantasia's <laughs> earlier than that, I think. It's the like 40s. The 30s. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we all grew up with Pinocchio and Dumbo. Well, yeah. But, yeah. But so, they're doing that with all the movies now. I don't blame Whisker, uh, don't blame Whiskey. I definitely don't blame Whiskey. Uh, I don't blame Disney for trying to make as much money as possible. But that's what they're doing. So get ready, summer of 2019, for all the computer animated Disney movies. But that's not what we're talking about. No, thankfully, because I have no opinions other than... No opinions. Cash grab. Blatant cash grab. Bla- from Disney, of all people? <laughs> from Disney? I'm, for one, I'm shocked. Yeah. I'm appalled. No, we are talking about the top five... Media things with return in the title. Uh, I've got my list. B-Pimp, you got your list? Oh, yeah. All right, then let's get to it. These are our top five media... (laughs) Top five returns. (laughs) Top five returns. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, B-Pimp, what do you have for your number five? Number five on the returns is the song Return to Serenity by the band Testament. Wow. Who are from San Francisco. Interesting. They're a thrash metal band from the 80s. Okay. And they're quite good. They were the... I, I'm sure I've talked about them before. They were like... Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth were the ones who made it huge. And Testament was like an anthrax, I guess you can throw in there. Testament was the one that never quite got to the same level of fame as them. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, they're better in a lot of ways. Wow. And they have some albums that are just ridiculously good and this is a nice little heavy metal ballad by testament it's called return to serenity so you should check it out if you haven't heard it okay i but as soon as you said your number five was a song i thought maybe we would have a double dip right off the bat we don't okay i don't have any metal songs on mine uh as you might expect (laughs) and you mentioned a song i've never heard of from a band i've never heard of so that wasn't going to be on my list Although, it's cool to know that they're from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I don't associate San Francisco with having thrash metal bands. But Metallica's from there, too. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a haven. I live there, there, and the I don't even know, know that. Jeez. Thrash metal haven. Uh, my number five is from maybe not a San Francisco native, but I didn't look at where he was from. It is Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison, which is just kind of a mouthful to say. I don't have a whole lot to say about this song, other than it has return in the title, and it's a jam. It's a banger. It is a banger, it's a jam, and that's why it made my list. I'm going to not try to spoil anything and say I'll have more to say about this later. Okay. <laughs> Alright, B-Pimp, what is your number four? My number four is Bowling Ball Returns at Bowling Alleys. Oh, I like it. <laughs> you thought a little more outside of the box than I did. Think about, okay, I'm going to lay it out here, 
It may even maybe even should have been higher because mm, I think it should have been higher. Let's think about what what it would look like in a world without bowling ball returns. Oh, there's a few terrible. options for what could yeah. have happened. You mm-hmm. either have like a person who's running back and forth behind the behind the like in the back of the alley, like getting people's balls and bringing them back to them. Yeah. Or you have one-time use bowling balls where you just <laughs> throw them once and then they're lost forever. Yeah, not good. Or you have like I don't know some kind of like pulley system that's not mechanical and it's just very awkward and yeah. you can't get it like it would take forever to get a ball back think about how great a bowling ball return is it's yeah, genius it's, now that you mention it that it's only at number four is stunning. yeah i should have really put it higher on really the like <laughs> if you don't have bowling ball returns ruins the game of it bowling. does you pretty, it makes it almost a, not a viable option for entertainment yeah not okay not to bring it back to the movie i already saw today but I saw the movie Widows. If people have seen it out there, it's got a great a bunch of scenes set in Chicago. But it has a couple of scenes set in a bowling alley. And one that I've been to a bunch of times. It's in kind of Logan Square area called Fireside Bowl. And the movie really makes it look like a dump. <laughs> where very shady things happen. And I gotta say, I don't remember that about Fireside Bowl. It might be the case. But it hurt my feelings a little bit that my favorite bowling alley is somehow portrayed as just like this gangster haven. It's been denigrated by the movies. Yeah, well, I'll I'll take a little more of uh, this delicious smooth whiskey. It's very delicious. But yeah, that is a great number four. Uh, My number four is nothing like bowling ball returns. (laughs) And actually, I might get a little bit of hate for this one, but I put it on my list anyway. It's the movie... Superman Returns. Is that the one with uh, Richard Pryor in it? No. Okay. It is uh, the one with... It's it's after the four Superman with... um, uh, Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve. It was the remake that had... I forget the actor who played... Oh, Brandon Routh. Oh, okay. And I forget who played Lois Lane. What was her name? She was like blonde... Marilyn Monroe? No. Because it was definitely made in like 2005. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. uh, Kate McKinnon? (laughs) Close. You're really close. I I, I don't think we can proceed until we figure this out. It's a blonde actor. Christian Dunst. I know. You're getting warmer, though. (sighs) She hasn't been in much since, which is making this really hard. Okay. Do you remember anything else she was in? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Superman Returns actually was out in 2006, and the actress that I'm thinking of is Kate Bosworth. I had Kate right. Yeah, you did have the Kate right. So you were Kate Bosworth. But also Kevin Spacey is in it. Oh yeah, he plays, he plays Lex, Lex Luthor. And I actually thought this movie is not great, and clearly nobody thought it was so great because they didn't use make any sequels with that cast. But I think it is much better than Man of Steel. Okay. And Man of Steel was, like, directed by Zack Snyder, and I think... 300 guy. Almost everything he does is, like, terrible. Mm-hmm. But this movie, uh, Superman Returns, was very, like, faithful to the Christopher Reeve versions. It wasn't, like, too dark. It was a little bit goofy. And I thought it was pretty good. All right. Enough to be number four. I haven't seen it, so I'm going to withhold judgment and just say I trust your opinion. Okay. I'm having it as number four. I, I don't know if that will get you far in life. <laughs> <laughs> but good to know. What's your number three? My number three is The Return of the Curse of the Creature's Ghost. 
What? Which is a skit from Mr. Show. Oh, jeez. Do you remember that? I, I don't, but... When I thought of the word return, mm -hmm. that came to mind immediately, because I always thought it was really funny, mm -hmm. how they, they're obviously making, making fun of some, like, horror movie tropes, because they called it the return of the curse of the creature's ghost, which is, like, a, a mouthful to say, but it's, like, this overacted, like, really, re like, cheesy skit that's supposed to be, like, a horror movie, and it's very funny. As is a lot of Mr. Show's material. I, I don't know how I missed that. I got to go through the whole Mr. Show catalog and the, the latest four episodes. The DVD set is right down there in front of us. I might borrow that. Yeah. And you'll never see it again. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's a great pick. I wasn't even thinking of like sketches to use, uh, but that is good. My number three is uh, The Return of Godzilla. Which, if you haven't heard of this movie, I don't blame you. Uh, it actually wasn't called that in the U.S. What the movie is in the U.S. is Godzilla 1985. Mm. And it's cut differently. It's um, So it's got the Japanese version of the movie, which is really good. Uh, and I actually think the Japanese version is better than when they added the U.S. parts. And what they did for the U.S. version, it was like the same thing they did with that the U.S. did with the original Godzilla movie in the 50s is they just filmed, like, a few more scenes with Raymond Burr. Oh! Uh, Perry Mason, if you don't know who that is. Uh, but they also did that for Godzilla 1985, and Raymond Burr was, like, an old man at that point. Mm -hmm. And not that his scenes were bad. I have nothing against him. But uh, in Japan, the movie was called The Return of Godzilla. And I think it, it marked about the end of, like, maybe an eight- or nine-year break in Godzilla, which is probably... Actually, not probably. Definitely the longest break they've ever had in that franchise. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a classic. It's one of my favorites. It's one of my top three or four Godzilla movies, I'd say. So yeah. are you are you excited for the new? Or isn't there a new one coming out? Yeah. So the new one, like the the American new one, I actually am excited for. And I I thought the last one was pretty good. Mm -hmm. But this one is going to be great because it has Mothra and Rodan, and then my favorite. Godzilla monster of all time, King Ghidra. Ooh. Three-headed dragon. Okay. So, I, I'm pretty pumped for that. Do you think there's any chance of a Gamera movie being remade in the U.S.? Because I would love that. I would like that too, but I don't think... Gamera in the U.S. did not ever... It, it cracked the public consciousness. Okay, that's fair. So I'll I just have to keep rewatching the old ones. You might have to. On Mystery that, Science Theater. I think there's not a lot of money to be made in making a Gamera movie. But I loved the one, I don't remember which one it was, but there's one that, there was a really funny Mystery Science Theater episode about where the kid, little kid would just keep going, Gamera, Gamera! Like, he would just yell it at the top of his lungs. <laughs> yeah. It's great. I feel like, even more so than, like, the Godzilla movies at the time, and, like, both, like, the Godzilla movies of the 60s and 70s and, like, the original Gamera movies around the same time were, like, got really kind of, like, goofy. Yeah. Even goofier than the other ones. And very, like, kid-oriented. Yeah. And Gamera was, like, especially had that issue. Yes. And especially, like, crazy dubbing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But I enjoy those things, so that's why I like Gamera. I like it, too. And actually, that reminds me to watch some Gamera movies. There's actually a decent Gamera movie from, like, the mid-90s, maybe? That I gotta watch. Because they did their own return of Gamera. Oh, okay. Thing. I don't think it's called that, though, so it couldn't make the list. Okay, it's disqualified from this episode. But... Yes. All right. What, what are those called? Top, what are those movies called? With 
Godzilla, like the big monster movies, there's a name that refers to all of them, right? Um, like Kaiju? Yeah. yeah we yeah. should do that. Top five of that. Oh, that is a great idea. I could put that list together. Actually, that might be a hard list to put together for me, but I, I'm up for the challenge. Okay. Future episode, top kaiju movies. Sweet. All right, what's your number two? My number two is unlimited return policies at stores. I like it. That's a great... <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that list is so crappy compared to yours. Any store that like it doesn't really uh, overly scrutinize... Yeah. The fact that you're returning something. Like, I think of Amazon. I have conflict, a lot of conflicting feelings about Amazon, but I, I pay for Prime, and when I have to return something, like, the benefit of the doubt is with me. It is. Amazon's pretty good about that. Yeah. I've done that a couple of times. It's been a long time. I went through a phase, probably in my teenage years, of heavy returns at, uh, I don't know if it was GameStop... Or it might have been... Electronics Boutique? Yes, I think it was EB Games. Nice. And I would return games all the time, even after I played them. (laughs) And I just, like, I remember returning, like, Turok Dinosaur Hunter for PlayStation 2 or something like that. It wasn't the original N64 one. It was, like, a few years after. port. Yeah, and I said, like, this game is bad, so I'm returning it. (laughs) They're like, okay. Were you getting full refunds for these I games? I think I was. I was like, I, I don't like this. this is you had a great system going. Yeah. The other one that I returned was Donkey Kong 64. And if anybody thinks that game is good, they can fight me over it. But it was like hot garbage. And I think I returned that one as well. You had a, that's, I definitely returned video games. I had a friend in high school who had a system of... Uh, he had so much credit from uh, GameStop. Mm-hmm. That he could, he would, he would run this thing in school, or he'd go tell. Like he heard I wanted a GameCube, and he got me that GameCube with his money that he, like the GameStop cash or whatever they call it. Whoa, good so w- what he would do is, well, he, I mean, we would pay him. Oh, bad. Since time. he, well, since <laughs> no. he couldn't use that, like he had so much of it that he was turning it into a business almost. Like mm-hmm. he would get it for me and charge me like twenty less than they would charge if I paid cash for it. That's nice. And then use his his GameStop cash again. So he's getting money, I'm getting the system I wanted a little bit of a discount. It was, Everybody, it was brilliant. You're gaming the system. Oh. If you will. Yeah. Sorry, GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, my number two is Star Wars Return of the Jedi. That's a... I so, mean, I feel like that should be on this list, but I just don't care for Star Wars myself. So I can understand that. And a lot of people say, like, you know, Return of the Jedi is the worst... Out of the original trilogy. It's the Ewok one, right? Yeah, it's the Ewok one, but I don't... You know, what would the trilogy be without it? Not a trilogy, that's for sure. No, and a I duology. think it's, it's got... Spoiler alert. But when Darth Vader kills the Emperor at the end... Um, Emperor Palpatine? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it's like a great scene. It like, you know, ties that trilogy together well. So what if there are Ewoks? The Ewoks are great. Yeah, they're in Endor. This is all the Ooh, little stuff what? I know about Star, Star Wars. Wars nerd. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the planets are. I think Endor is the forest planet with the Ewoks. I I just want to say as much as I think I know, so that somebody will get <laughs> yeah. angry and yell at us. I don't know who it was, but they made a good point that it was like really unoriginal in Star Wars to have only one type of geography for every planet. Like yeah. Earth, we have everything. Yeah. But Star Wars is like. Desert planet. Yeah. Ice planet. Ice planet. Forest planet. That's all they have. Like, they wouldn't work that way. Sandals Resorts planet. Yeah. 
That would be pretty great. <laughs> All right. Drum roll. B-Pimp, your list has been great so far. What is your number one? The aforementioned Return of the Mac. Whoa! By Mark Morrison. I love that song. He's got, like, I don't know what it is about that song, but it's just, like, the thing that always sticks out of my head from it is when, at some point during the chorus or the bridge or something, when he's like, you lied to me! <laughs> like, his little hook that he had, it's great. Has he had any other hits? No! I don't think so, yeah. He was, like, a British, he's, like, a British soul singer or something like that, and just had this great song, and I remember it was, like, number one on the Nine Most Wanted at B96 in Chicago for, like months and I would just like should be. stay up to listen to the nine the nine most wanted and hear Return of the Mac. It's great. It's so, a great song. Excellent pick. I know on a future episode, what year did that song come out? Ninety six. Ninety six. I know on a future episode, actually the next episode, we're gonna do top five one hit wonders from the nineteen nineties. I don't know if that's gonna make the cut. I don't wanna say I'm it. remaining silent on yeah. this. But uh, that's a good lead into that because there were a lot of hits in the nineties. Like, one hit wonders. But that's the next episode. My number one for this episode, another big franchise that had trilogies, it's Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Again, I thought the Lord of the Rings movies were really well put together. It, 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 they did show, like, I don't want to say they were bloated, but I could understand if people thought that way, and that's certainly became Peter Jackson's calling card. I mean, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, great movies. Then King Kong after that was, like, good, but, like, really long. And then he somehow turned The Hobbit into three movies, which is, like, <laughs> inexcusable. Uh, still, I think, a very talented director. And The Return of the King, I forgot about this, but won, like, every Academy Award. Yeah. Which... It's kind of a shocker. Kind of a shocker. I think they planned on it, because, like, all three movies are really good. And I think the assumption was they were not going to get the awards the first two movies and just wait for the third one to come out. I think Two Towers was a little better. Uh-huh. And, like, that had a better battle scene as well. I think that's the best out of those three movies, but Return of the King is pretty great. It only feels a little bit cheap at the end when, like, the ghost army essentially defeats everybody. Yeah. But other than that... I don't know. Do you feel like you can watch those anymore? I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm not great at re-watching movies. Okay. Unless it's, like, a dumb comedy. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at your shelf right now, and I see The Jerk, and I can watch that, like, oh, infinity times. Movie. And I have seen it probably at least five times. Stay away from the cans. <laughs> he hates these cans. I'm going to take this, and that's all. <laughs> I'm going to take my paddle game and this chair, and that's all. But Anybody who doesn't like The Jerk is a jerk. Yeah. Like, Return of the King is three hours, and I don't, I can't watch a three-hour movie repeatedly, but it's still... Sits in my mind as a great movie. Okay, so. that's fair. I sold my... I had the, like, special edition of all three of those. Mm -hmm. And when I moved... <clears throat> when we moved to the house, I had so many DVDs. Got rid I was of like, I had to sell. Yeah. And I sold those. They, they didn't keep, make the cut to stay, like... What else? All my Simpson seasons. Yeah. How many Simpson seasons do you have? I think I have 11 of them. Oh, that's pretty good. That's almost a third of the show. <laughs> yeah, that's a third of the show's run. It's where I, I care to stop. Yeah. But yeah. no, it's good. Those, that's a, That was just a question I had, because I, I used to like those, and I remember watching them at least two or three times in, mm -hmm. the, when, like, in the early 2000s, but I can't, I, I can't imagine sitting down and watching one now. No. But those early Simpsons episodes, 
through probably like season eleven or twelve or something. They're, it's good. Yeah, they had a good, they had an amazing run. Yeah, of great episodes. And I feel like I don't know how I'd feel about it now, but like that original run of Family Guy too, I watched a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. I can't watch Family Guy anymore. No, no. For sure. But that's how it goes. Um, so, Family Guy fans. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a, a, a top return that you want to talk about that you think we missed, I don't see how it's possible that we missed, but this is our return episode, so go ahead and tell us. We'd love to read your email. Since we were gone for a little bit, uh, our email inbox got a little silent, but now we are taking emails back, so go ahead and send us your thoughts. You can reach us at whiskey sessions music at gmail.com. You can also get us on our Twitter. That's at whiskey sessions. Don't ask us how we got that handle, but uh, we must know people in the right place. We know people, yeah. Uh, and again, hit us up on our email as well. That's whiskey sessions music at gmail.com, and we'll read that on a future episode. B Pimp, do you have any honorable mentions? No. No, I don't really either. The only one I thought of that my mother-in-law reminded me of was Return to Sender by Elvis Presley. Oh, a song. Yeah. Didn't make my list, but it's a good song from what I remember. I didn't listen to it. I just, all I remember is the Return to Sender. Yeah. That's all I know. That's a song. Yeah. It's a How song. about Return to Sender, the general concept of sending mail back? That's pretty great. Okay, what do you think about this? I think this is really... I There's a special place in my heart for the U.S. Postal Service, and I don't care what people say about it, but they better not privatize it. And Is that on the table? I don't know. I don't know what's on the table anymore. <laughs> but like, people don't realize that when you go to UPS... Or if you go to UPS, you go to FedEx or DHL or whatever. If you go to one of those stores, it is always more expensive and you might think the customer service is better although i don't really think it is you always are charged more and if you are not charged more it is because they are sending it via usps oh man what a so racket just like you cannot lose usps Mm-mm. like that it has to stay usps and obamacare have to stay by the way i am on obamacare oh okay for the first time ever so is maggie how did you find that experience to, to find a plan and everything? I got cancer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it was pretty easy. Maggie did most of the work. I don't really know. I have a plan. That's what I know. You're on a plan. And it's far more affordable than if I try to do a, co- uh, like Cobra. a Cobra with my job. Yeah. It's half the price. Cobra's insane. Yeah. So it's... I'm really glad we have it. Do not get rid of Obamacare. Just... Turn it into socialized medicine. I don't care. Thank you. Yeah. Single payer. Let's right. go. Let's do this. The house is here now to protect. It's not going away now. That's the good news because no. they wouldn't be able to get that past the house. I so. think the number one return we need is a return to sanity. A return to sanity. Yes. Yeah. And I would also like to say the whiskey sessions officially is now on the record as backing the United States Postal Service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't care what anyone says. We're on that dream. Yeah, I totally derailed that conversation, but what I meant to ask is, what do you think about people, and I would never do this, because I think it is male I think I know what you're going to ask. But when you put the return address as yeah. not where you are, and where <laughs> is another place that you is either the same as the sending address, or it's just another place you'd be cool with that mail going. Yeah. I'm not into that. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. 
I feel like God is watching us do that and is definitely going to record every time we do that. And we're going to pay for it down the oh, road? Oh, yeah, big time. Okay. Yeah, that's that's bad. I'm glad I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't do that. I don't really send all that much mail, but... I only... Re- I feel like I... I li- the way I live my life is in mundane day-to-day tasks, I always mm-hmm. try to be as up, like upstanding as I possibly can. Because I feel like those are the ones where you can't... You can't mess around, because then chaos leads that way. If you start fucking around with your mail, like, what's exactly. next? You know, I don't get the people that, like, just, just like, try to do what you know is the right thing for, like, basic day-to-day yeah. things. And just, like, be nice. You don't have to, like, go out of your way, but... In the words of George Costanza, we live in a society, people. There are rules. Exactly. Thank you. All right. If you have your own thoughts on George Costanza... <laughs> Send them to our email address, that's whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com, and we'll read them on a future episode. But let's go ahead and get to your emails now. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails! And now we'll read them. All right, be pimp. What do we have in the old email inbox? We actually get a series of messages, um, and before I read these, I'd like... This is the problem, us being gone for so long. Yeah, we had an unmanned uh, email inbox. Um, you were uh, you were traveling, and I was very busy, and we, we didn't have uh, this proper staffing during the... No. Did you know the rest of the world doesn't get internet? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, that was very American. It's only American, yeah. yeah. But before I read these messages, I'd like to remind everyone... We did announce the fact that there would be a break. We did. So, just keep that in mind, but here's here's what we got. So, on September 8th, 2018, just two days after our last episode, mm-hmm. Hello Whiskey Sessions, I'm dismayed to hear that you don't hold the Benny Hill show in high regard. It's quite lovely to hear yakety sacks while Benny chases <laughs> around scantily clad women in fast motion. Looking forward to hearing your heartfelt, heartfelt apologies and updated list of best British TV shows regards a smart fan. Wow. So that was on September 8th. Expecting an updated list. That's a lot to ask. That's a big ask from a smart fan. Yeah. On September 15th, so a week later, a week Mm -hmm. went by, we didn't didn't respond. Nope. Still haven't heard from you. I hope I didn't cause you to shut down recording or anything. It wasn't that serious. I just know good British TV and want to tell you what's (laughs) what. Please be in touch soon, a smart fan. I do like that at least the smart fan didn't want to shut down recording. Thoughtful. It was Somewhat. thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then now there's a big gap, and we have Halloween night, 1031, 2018. What the hell, guys? I said <laughs> Halloween is a personal deadline for the resolution of this issue. You're now on my blacklist in my podcast app, podcast app along with Serial and Gilbert Gottfried has a podcast. Congratulations. Sincerely, a smart X fan. Wow. Well, Serial should be on your blacklist. Season 2 was garbage sauce. But <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey, what do you have against him? I don't know. They must have had, they had beef. I bet it's all Benny Hill related, too. Yeah, probably. But now they're no longer a fan. So, even though we're back, I don't think they're going to listen anymore. Yeah, that's a damn shame. Well, we are back. And we do want to read your emails on air. So, make sure you hit us up on Twitter at, at Whiskey Sessions. Hit us up on our email. That's Whiskey Sessions Music at gmail.com and we'll read them on a future episode but that does it for our return episode be pimp how's it feel to be back it feels great i feel alive i feel like we've returned with the mac yes we have very much returned with the mac catch us again in two weeks 
Uh, and we'll have a brand new episode for you. But in the meantime, in, enjoy your uh, end of November, beginning of December. Make sure you start getting your shopping done. Um, start preparing your New Year's resolutions. And we'll see you again soon. This is Amex signing off. This is B-Pimp. Enjoy your winter solstice. Yes, enjoy your winter solstice. And St. Nick's Day? What is it called? I don't know. You know, I had never heard of that holiday before I started dating Maggie. She knows she's a big fan of it. Huge fan. <laughs> All right, peace out. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.